everybody. You are listening to the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast, hosted by Accelerate Head Performance Coach, Ben Tillis. And this is our special series titled Short Shorts. In this fast-hitting series, we give track and field athletes from around the state and beyond only three minutes to answer 12 intriguing questions about their training, racing, and things you were not even aware that you wanted to know. You are going to love this segment because you get a behind-the-scenes look at their lives, those fun and crazy things that you never knew before. So, as always, sit back, buckle up, enjoy the ride. Here we go. everybody. Thanks for joining us again today for another episode of uh, Short Shorts here on the Accelerate Performance Lab podcast. This is our second one we're doing with uh, professional athletes. Just got done doing Shelby Houlihan uh, just yesterday, and, and hers will be dropping uh, alongside our guest today. But before we get there, I want to take a second and thank Final Surge for making these podcasts happen as our sponsor. Uh, they're just really easy to work with, and uh, they, they allow coaches to be able to connect athletes between workouts uh, get them their calendars easily. The athletes can log it using connections from their watches, all that good stuff. So if you've been trying to find a simpler way to connect uh, with your athletes and keep track of workouts, uh, go into the show notes, check out Final Surge, give it a click, look around. And when you purchase something, type in XLR8 as a discount code. That's XLR8 for Accelerate. And you'll get 10% off anything you purchase there. So, uh, But jumping now ahead, like I said, this is our second pro edition of Short Shorts. Uh, this athlete, uh, has uh, current lifetime PRs of 1321 in the 5K and 335 in the 1500. He's the uh, national high school indoor record holder, took that record from uh, one Alan Webb. And uh, so pretty good scalp to have there. Uh, mm-hmm. Alan, we had on, as many of you know, a few weeks ago, and, and he uh, talked about this person that he met as a baby. And so uh, I don't know if this guy knows that story, but Alan shared it. So, um, but but uh, now he runs professionally for uh, for Tin Man Elite. He was a world champion qualifier. He uh, was uh, uh, able to make the team, not able to make the trip and run. <laughs> so uh, we'll let him talk about that a little bit. But uh, this is Tin Man Elite's Drew Hunter. Drew, how are you? Doing well. Thanks for having me on. Really excited for this. Yeah, uh, you were just saying you had one of your uh, records go down there from uh, that Nico Young super stud indoor in that 3K. Uh, so what what did you have to send him as a uh, as a uh, shot across the bow when he did that? Just say, come race me today or what? Yeah, I actually messaged him. and was like, dude, good job. Like that was, <laughs> yeah. I watched it live. Um, I think I messaged him like maybe a week before and I was like, please break my record. I think I said something <laughs> along those lines. So. Right, um, right. Yeah, records are meant to be broken, and um, he's a stud. So, like, he's going to be around for a while in the uh, you know in the American distance running scene. So, I uh, might as well might as well start a little bit of back and forth talk now. That's right. Get it? Yeah, get him feeling good so you can punk him when it. Yeah, exactly. For, for, yeah, right. So make him feel like uh, yeah, the the wolf in sheep's clothing, right? Exactly. But, uh, hey, so I w- I mentioned you know Alan Webb brought you up on our podcast as he said it's his story to keep him young and relevant because nobody knows him anymore and everybody knows you, but um, that he you know trained with your parents uh, his yeah. first year in high school and you were uh, an infant. So yeah. you remember hanging out with Alan when you were like three months old or what? I, I wish I did. Um, <laughs> no, my parents have like, I actually was just home in a day. I was going through photo albums and casually just like, you know, 346 miler just as a freshman, just like in these photos. And it was like, I was playing in the sand pits of the track right. doing, you know, 400 repeats. And so it's just, that's, I think that speaks to our sport in a nutshell is how like 
small and tight knit that community is like everyone knows everyone everyone's trying to like you know support people like alan's always been such a mentor of mine and like i feel like it's cool that he you know even still talks about that stuff like um which is really really special yeah no that's that's fantastic so what was it like uh you know before we dive into the the short shorts part which we talked about before and and i know you're famous for your short shorts so you'll have to you know you'll have to share with everybody but uh uh before we dive into that what was it like you got to pr- help me pronounce it, it was loudon valley uh hopefully i'm saying it right but what was that like helping turn that into somewhere where uh, you guys have a little bit, help me out if I'm wrong, more of an open enrollment mm-hmm. than some states. I don't know exactly how that, uh, here in Iowa, there's a, there there wouldn't be an ability for people to really shift without time off. But you guys were sort of, there were some athletes, I know I'm I'm butchering it a little bit, where mm-hmm. uh, was it Affelder or somebody came, yeah. They but they moved. And I know that's yeah. been a little bit of people's like, maybe misunderstanding of what made that team so special right after yeah. you and what transitioned them to be national champs. Yeah. Well, what makes the team special is they have the best coaches in the country as their head coaches. Um, and I think people like to forget that sometimes. <laughs> right. And I think let's run likes to forget that sometimes. Um, I like to forget a lot of but, things. Um, yeah. My parents, like people tend to like want to be surrounded by the best people at what they do you know it's like right. why you it's why you see Le- lebron teaming up with Dwayne wade and chris bosh you know it's like why you see these things it's like because you want to be around success because that's only going to elevate you and so like when my parents started building some what of a dynasty like parents were like all right we're gonna have our kids move to the district my parents didn't had no control over that and i yeah. think they like, people like to you know throw out things and throw out ideas that like my parents were you know manipulating and you know convincing people to do that but like half the times like that kid would show up to cross country practice the first day and my parents were like who the hell are you like yeah right you know and so it was like very um it you know it sucks that 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 happens and I think it's like a bummer because like my parents are really good at what they do and people are jealous of that and that's about as yeah that's the extent of that so yeah, um, it's you're certainly right on that, right? I think that's the you know we we've got places in Iowa, you know, the difference between transferring out to private schools, you know, is allowed but not public, you know. And it's one of those things where you go, people wouldn't go there though if they sucked, you know, yeah, <laughs> kind of, the, exactly, right? Yeah, like, yeah they've created, yeah, they've created something that people want yeah. to be a part of and are yeah. willing to even uproot their lives yeah. because it's something special. And, and I don't think anybody would be manipulated so easy to up, uproot their lives. And yeah. like you said too, there are great athletes everywhere, right? They're all over, but only the the coaches that know what they're doing can, mm-hmm. can transition uh, people out of those things. There's no surprise that it's not total random luck that Alan Webb yeah. and their son became, you know, and your team became national champs. And when you weren't even there anymore, right? Like yeah. that's, that's yeah. the part that's probably fascinating. People underestimate, but um, I've heard nothing, you know, on my end, other than what I see, like you said, on some of the, the boards and I long ago decided that was a place that wasn't worth being at anymore, you know? And so, uh, but I, you know, I'll be honest, nothing but great things from Alan and nothing but great things. I mean, yeah. uh, from other people that know your parents uh, is, is what people say. And, um, yeah, you know, yeah. Right. So that's, uh, I mean, if you said any different on the podcast, you'd be in big trouble. So, uh, but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but, but no, I mean, like I said, it's, I've talked with, you know, with, uh, with Tom on the show too, and, you know, and he's just shared how great it is and easy it was to work with you and work with your family and, and yeah. make that situation work. So, um, Hey, I, like I said, the goal of this one was, is to be short 
quick and you to let everybody know what's going on. So cool. I've got your history now. We got your background. Yeah. Uh, we, we There's a lot of life still ahead of you here in your professional career with Olympics coming up and everything. So what we're going to do, though, is, is I'm going to do three minutes. You get 15 seconds of question. All right. So no hemming and hawing and going off on, on long uh, tangents. All right. You get 15 seconds of question. And uh, we'll go three minutes and you just got to answer, throw people under the bus, read through you under the bus, you know, for being a clean freak and, you know, <laughs> and all that stuff. So uh, although it was better than being the guy known for leaving his socks out, like on the toilet or something. So, yeah, uh, I, I, I guess if you had to take it, you'd go with that. But uh, so you feel ready? You feel like you got the gist of it? Ready than I'll ever be. All right. Sounds good. Here we go. I'll count down and then we're off and go five, four, three, two, one. So when you were in grade school, though, were you a runner or what sports were you doing? Every other sport besides running, football, basketball, baseball, lacrosse, soccer, you name it, but not running. Anything but running. So when did you notice, though, that running was going to be a path for you? Um, going into my freshman year, I ran in eighth grade a really fast mile. I like won the middle school mile, and then I was like, all right, this is what I got to do. What time did you run? I think it was like 5.20, so not even crazy <laughs> impressive. But but enough to spur you won. So it's yeah. about, winning is, a, is its own winning interesting yeah. stimulant. Yeah. What's the hardest workout that, that uh, Tin Man puts you through? Um, we'll do uh, these minute reps with 30-second rest, like f- up to 15 to 20 of them. In Boulder, it's just super tough. Um, yeah. that's, that's no rest. <laughs> Yeah, I was going to say, people underestimate it's not the pace of the workouts, it's the recovery between that gets you at Boulder, right? Exactly. Um, What's the race, though, that you would say is your favorite? Um, I think I want to say like 3K is actually like my sweet spot. That's right. I ran 739 the 3K last year, and it just feels good. It's a little longer than 15, but a little bit shorter than a 5. Everybody that ever wanted to be a great outdoor track and field runner ruse the fact they like all always end up three K's their best, right? Yep. Uh, so if you're a great miler in high school, you're like, dang it, I would have yeah, been a great three K guy. <laughs> That's right. Uh, the Ryan Hill of the running world, right? What's yeah. your uh, favorite racing moment all the way from when you're little through now? I definitely think pen relays uh, with my team, like the comeback. It just was like sharing that with teammates will always be something that like is just forever stuck with me and was just a very joyful moment. I will share that in the show notes and I'll let you talk about it a little bit after this because that is a very interesting race. Uh, But let's keep moving on this for the moment. What's the worst injury you've ever had to deal with? I think I know. Yeah, it was this last fall. I had a torn planter and then three stress fractures in my foot. So (laughs) that can't get much worse than that. Well, yeah, I was going to say that's, I know you have to kick Reed around in the house, but next time don't use your foot. All right. Yeah, no, or I'll use the other one. The healthy one. Who is your biggest rival? Uh, either again, think of your whole career. Who was the person that was always renting space in your brain? I mean, I think in high school, like Grant Fisher was someone that I like loved racing, and like when I beat him, it was like at that point the biggest up, like the biggest win in my career. Um, it was a pretty big upset nationally. Is that Brooks? Right? Yeah, yeah. So probably that. Yeah, sweet teammate who eats the most food right now on Tin Man. Who's who's the go to garbage eater? Oh, Reed, hundred <laughs> percent. You can't tell at all. Where does he put it? Exactly. That's why he can eat so much. Is there a skinnier person you've ever met in real life than Reed? Uh, no, no. Reed's, Reed's I, I, guy, yeah. I don't know if there is. Yeah, I rack my brain. But what's the funniest thing no one knows about Tom? Um, I think the funniest uh, man. That's there's there's a lot. I the, the fact that his favorite restaurant's IHOP. 
Oh, that's so good. <laughs> I'll take that one. We'll just leave it at that. I don't know if we'll you can talk. Okay. <laughs> we'll, I'll do a podcast with him and, and be like, are you eating pancakes? You know, yeah, are you going to get the Rudy Tooty fresh and fruity or what? What but, decision? That's what he gets. <laughs> oh, that's fantastic. What motivates you more, Drew? Fear of losing or a desire to win? Fear of losing. 100%. Really? Why? I think, uh, I think like when you it's a long answer. I can't answer it in 15 seconds. All right, let's move on. And then I'm going to come back here. Let's move on. That I'm obsessed with. And I think sometimes when you have the end goal being just winning, you're always going to fail. And I think if you fear losing, then, you know, even if you do lose, like it's not necessarily deemed a failure because of the growth that you had through that. Fascinating. What's your ultimate career goal, man? Probably, you know, I want to run under 13, the 5k. And then I would like to, you know, make an Olympic team, something. Yeah. Yeah, no doubt. And you can't be afraid to say it, get up there and medal, right? I mean, that's everybody's goal, right? Be able to stand there for your country. But Drew, we made it. We went way over, but I loved it because, uh, yeah, you too many good stories. I kept interrupting you. All right, we got to circle back then because people that don't know this race, this is an all-timer. There's, And you know that. I mean, even for yourself, it's not hard for you to say uh, it doesn't come much better than that talk us through what happened at Penn and and uh what that was like because uh, I don't think you thought you won it at the end or you no, know talk yeah. us through what what race it was imagine none of us had heard anything about it yeah um so going into it I had my sophomore year I won the 3k my junior year I won the mile and the only other distance event you could do would be the DMR with your team and at that point like I had a good enough team where we were like all right like you know, if we can get through the stick in somewhat decent contention, we think we can win. And then, and just hold on one second. So for Iowans that we run our DMRs is the two, two is the sprint med. We're all screwed up here in Iowa. So it's 12, four, eight mile. So yes. you were, you're anchoring. Yep. Yes. And then our first leg actually fell. And oh, I, I didn't even see that part of the race. He actually fell. And I remember looking at my mom in the stands and she kind of was just like, Yep. Like it was one of those things. She was just like, I mean, you can try, but like, this is the be- these are still the best guys in the country, um, and you're right. down like ten seconds at this point. Um, but we had a great four leg. Our 800 meter leg ran exactly about what we thought he was going to run. So it was like, all right, like we're still like, like there's a very slight chance, but like you know that's all you need. And like I said, I hate to lose more than I love to win. Um, so, um. Who was the anchor for them and why was it so tough to run him down? What kind of PR? I mean, you're racing one of the other best yeah, teams in mean, the nation. So I went to Nike Elite Camp with Jack Salisbury, who is on LaSalle. Um, I was really good friends with him. And I was like, he's was like, if there was any guy that was going to beat me that year, Jack was like one of the few guys that I thought could had the, you know, the talent and the training and whatnot to do that. And so, and I just kind of like, I don't even remember the first like half of the race was just I like basically like blacked out. Like I just like put all like these predisposed thoughts of like what pace I need to run. And I just went as hard as I could. Um, and I came through in 56, my first lap. Like <laughs> I don't think I've ever run that fast now in a 1500 for a first yeah, lap. Right, right. Um, and then I just remember like each lap, the crowd getting louder and louder. And, and I could just feel like I saw him look back a few times and I was like, I'm actually like, like I'm going to catch him. Um, but the catch was like, I had been running as hard as I could for, you know, 1200 meters, right. you know, 1300 meters. And then at 1400 meters when I caught him and he at that point was like, all right, I'm going to plan B. 
I'm going to slow down and outkick Drew. Um, and I just remember like, and it, I think it was a unique skill that I developed early on that I want to say separated me from a lot of other high schoolers was like, I could murder myself in races. Like I could get out a hundred percent what I need. Like I, there's so many races where I have migraines after puking, like all those things. It was just like, that was a skill that I just learned from probably my dad. He's one of the toughest guys I know. And I think like, um, and I think I just like got on his shoulder and like all I could do was give a hundred percent. And if like that wasn't enough, then that was okay. But like, and I just kicked as hard as I could and I was on the outside. So I leaned, but I thought just because he was on the inside that he had, like they got the win just because he had that slight advantage going into the final turn. Um, and, and you never really got by him. So exactly, I know that feeling, yeah. right? You never felt literally you know, right each other. Um, yeah. And so, and then, you know, the announcer, I think said LaSalle got it done originally because same thing, like from their looks, mm-hmm. like it looked like LaSalle won. Um, and I just felt like a sense, like I was just defeated. I kind of put the baton over my head. I remember kind of like, like when you're that close, it almost hurts worse. Like it would have been like fine if they like beat us by like two seconds and I just couldn't reel them in. It's like, all right, whatever. Like it wasn't even close. But then when you like put your full effort into it and you come up short, like it's pretty tough. You kind of eliminated the other 1550 and you were mad because you felt like you lost a 50 meter race. You fr- yeah, It didn't exactly. matter that yeah. you'd made up 10 seconds. Yeah. yeah. I lost a kicking finish, you know? Um, and then all of a sudden, like they announced that we won by like 0.001 or something. And I just like, just pure elate. Like I just like my teammates jumped on me and like the crowd went berserk. Like Usain Bolt, I think was there that weekend. I'm still convinced that like they were loudest for that. Like that was the most entertainment that they got. The whole well, it, yeah. And you're, and, and like I said, I'm going to post it in the show notes. And, and if, if you don't watch, you're just missing out because it is, it's one of those things you can't really script it. It's bottom of the ninth, two out world series. Yeah. home. I mean, if you were ever going to say, I'm going to have to run. And what did your split end up being? 403. Right at four flat. So you ran a four flat mile, a nearly impossible task on its own, you know, with no rabbits, no pacers. You had out 56. You totally doomed yourself, you know, but you had to, to try to catch him. There's no no point. You want that wheel or nothing. Right. And so um, everybody, you know, and then to, for it to be that close, but again, even the announcers on the, on the video cast are saying, we think, you know, yeah, LaSalle held him off, you know, or whatever. It looks like Salisbury held him off, you know? And so, uh, and you really, it really just, you, you don't have a good angle on it from the video or from yeah. anything, you know, uh, it's one of those, the Michael Phelps out touching at the wall moment, yeah. right. Where everybody's, you know, I remember jumping up and down during the Olympics when Phelps is trying to win eight and he gets that win by a fingertip, you know, and you go, you know, yeah. the, the best people in the biggest moments, um, uh, are who we're, we're going crazy for. And, and obviously, uh, no disrespect to him at all. He ran a phenomenal race, did what probably the smart thing most college people would have done, which is he's reeling me in. I'm going to chill for a little bit. There's no way he's got a kick. There's yeah. no way he had I a great kick. kick either. Like I was like, I'm screwed, but like, yeah. And he floored it. It wasn't like yeah. he wasn't. No, like, I mean, it's in 56. Like, yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah. So no one wants that. You don't want to own what your middle laps were, you know? So, uh, yeah. that yeah. third lap was probably about 68. Just yeah. dogging yourself like to 60. 
like 56 point, 63 point, 63 point, 56 just, just a, Just a, yeah, a murder effort, like you said, just yeah. one of those where, you know, had you not caught him, you probably wouldn't have stood up for a week. I mean, you would have yeah. just been so out of it and dead and yeah. because you would have been then frustrated. And yeah. But again, for people watching, it was just that, again, to win by .001 in that yeah. comeback fashion as the best runner in the nation that everybody's going, you know, everyone in the stands was saying, can he do this? Yeah. Can he possibly do this? And yeah. then it's just, there's no way this is going to happen. You know, there's just no way. And, you know, just a special moment, you know, for you and for the sport, one of those ones that, uh, you know, I share with athletes when I want them to get inspired about, you know, their opportunities and let them know that it's, um, you don't always have to be perfect, but you got to give it a shot, you know? Yeah. And, and that's one thing we've always prided our group on is um, they, they're always there with a hundred to go at a state meet. And if they get, and if they fall over, they fall over, you know, but we're going to yeah. make it to the point when the race, you know, we're going to at least make people beat us. And, and you made him have to beat you on that day, you know, and, and you yeah. gave yourself a shot, but uh, yeah, I'm not surprised. That's one that'll live with you for a long time. You don't, you, you can't dream those up, can't draw them up and yeah. um, just incredible. Yeah. Thank but, you. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm sure you had fun reliving that every time people get to talk about it, but yeah, no, again, it's a fun, it's a fun memory. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, congrats on everything. I know, uh, you know, I followed you a little bit on your blog some too, as you were kind of walking through the process of the 5k thing happening and, mm -hmm. you know, qualifying, but not being able to run it, you know, yeah. and those type of things. And, you know, I had an athlete that happened to uh, high school. I was coaching, made the Pan Am games, um, in the 5k, uh, and then went home and the next day broke his leg, you know, and yeah. in a, in a, I, uh, I'd say a freak longboarding accident, but when you're going down an 800 meter hill on a longboard, you kind of, it's kind of not an accident at that point. Um, but yeah, and then called and did the right thing, called and told the team, like, I can't go. And then they didn't send him his gear, you know, none of the gear. And he's like, yeah. man, like what a disappointing thing. Like I can say I made it, but I would have loved the rep, you know? And yeah, um, absolutely. Uh, but I, but you know, I think everybody, like you said, the, the, the skill you learned of being able to put yourself in a spot where, uh, it's literally, I mean, Prefontaine is as, is as, I wouldn't say over discussed as there could be, but he's as disgusted as any runner could be, right? I mean, it's the cliche, but you yeah. literally, somebody's going to have to bleed more than you to beat you, right? I mean, you're, you're the rare guy who actually lives up to that statement. Um, you know, and so it'll, it'll be fun to watch you. You know, I think it's going to, yeah. your whole entire team, I think between you, Reed, um, you know, what Brogan's been able to do and the other guys that have been joining yeah. you in that house, I think it's going to be, um, it'll be fun to watch a group that came together over that's not Nike, you know, or whatever, and no knock yeah. on that. Yeah. You know, I, 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 that. Yeah. I, the Bowerman girls are from Iowa. You know, we love them. Had Shelby on yesterday. Yeah. Um, but the resources that they're able to provide versus what I know you guys are just out there grinding it out. And uh, I think you're, is Adidas your sponsor? Can I throw that out? Is that right? Yeah. 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 So, um, but yeah, you guys, like I said, and it's the grassroots thing of what you guys have done on social media. I'll, I'll post all that stuff as if you need more help with Instagram, you know? No. So the, the best thing you can do for me is post it on Instagram. That's the, that's your only, that's, that's your payback for me telling your great story. How about all that? All right. All right. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, so one fun thing we've been doing, uh, that's passed this thing along. And I told you this before is, uh, uh, who do you think would be a great next edition um, uh, maybe I didn't tell you before, so I forget who all I've told this to. You got to pick somebody else to come on the show then. That's how this thing moves around. So oh, really? who, who are you, who are you going to nominate? And then you got to help me get them. Good question. Um, I, um, can it be, is it like my own team? Can be anybody, anyone, anybody, you pick anybody pro pro, pro runner. Okay. I was going to say not, my parents. Uh, oh, Hey, I'll do that. 
I will give you that because I would love to have that interview. All right. I, I'll give you that. So you can, you can, you, you think you can get a hold of your parents? I, I hope so. <laughs> they, they haven't totally left you high and dry yet. Yeah. Uh, they're yeah. still sending uh, you some money on Venmo. <laughs> yeah, seriously. I'm like, mom, please uh, answer. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. Low funds. Uh, yeah. But uh, all right, let's do that. I'd love to hear that. And then I will grill them mercilessly on their recruiting and their inability to actually coach. All right. Good. good. They'd love to talk about that. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll, yeah, I, I'll leave that there. We'll have fun with it. It'll be great. I'd love to hear, you know, their, their side of stuff, you know, from Alan all the way through you coming yeah, through in their program. And cool story to hear. Yeah. So I'd love to do it. And, and as you'll help me make that connection, but, uh, but man, uh, the only other fun thing you'll have to do at some point I've done with, uh, people like the Bowerman girls, they're doing a match race. All right. And the loser has to do something like dye their hair or something here, you know, and you'll post it live. So you got to figure out who's the guy that could take you on in a race. That's at I mean, how high up distance would you have to go? I mean, these guys are all just old slow guys that are marathon guys you have to train with, you know? I know it's crazy. I, we always joke, like what's like the, I think like maybe like an 8K. Yeah, right. Of course, another distance that you're, you're a 3K and 8K master. Like yeah. I get what you're doing here. I get what yeah. you're doing. You're trying to tell the world you'd be an Olympic champion. Yeah. yeah, right. At weird distances. See, I had our podcast earlier this week. We had Jeffrey Camworror, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. the half marathon record holder. And he was coming out saying, man, I was in the shape of my life, everybody. I don't know if I'll ever be able to prove it again. You're like, yeah, you and everybody that's ever typed the paper that accidentally got deleted, man. Like, yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. this is for everybody that's ever not had to put their money where their mouth is. This COVID yeah. has really, you know, done that. But uh, I'll, I'll let you ponder that. All right. I'll let you ponder that 8K, you know, and so I'll let you, you know, figure out what you guys are going to do. Who's going to have to, you know, dye their hair or get to uh, get an accelerate tattoo. See, it's not that bad. Yeah, yeah, nice yeah. little, you know. We can do uh, that. Yeah, so I'll bug you though. We gotta figure this thing out, and so <laughs> you you guys talk, and uh, we'll have some fun with it. But Drew, man, I appreciate this. This was this was fun, and and uh, I, I'm looking forward to talking to your parents too, and just hearing all about that experience. And uh, like I said, I'll post all that stuff in the show notes, awesome. and uh, you guys just share it, have some fun with it, and keep up the training. Uh, you guys will, will definitely be cheering for for your squad. Uh, not just because I have a connection with Brogan, but uh, just the great work you've d- you guys have done on a, a grassroots level of building the program. So you take care, man, and we'll uh, we'll do this again soon. All right. Yeah. That was Drew Hunter, world champions qualifier, the high school indoor record holder in the mile, one of the best young male athletes in the sport of track and field right now, running for ten man elite. Thanks, Drew, for coming on, man. That was a fun conversation, reliving uh, one of your great memories running that uh, DMR at the Penn Relays while in high school. If you guys enjoyed what Drew had to say, check out what they're doing on social media. Give them a follow. All kinds of fun things happening there with the Tin Man Elite Instagram. Follow that on the show notes below and, and go ahead and give us a follow while you're there as well so you can stay up to date on all the fun things we have going on. Guests like Drew coming up again over the next few weeks. We hope to see you then.